0: Sebastian Hutch would care little about that, I would imagine. His focus is very much on the English sales coming up as the Bloodstock CEO. And it's great to have you on the show, Sebastian. As always, always good to chat. And you guys have got a headline act. Every sale needs a big headline act. And you have the progeny of Winks coming through.
1: Ben, you're filling big shoes this week. I see you're in the, <laughs> the lion's den.
0: They're big shoes Wait. figuratively. Yeah, but yeah. 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 But maybe not literally.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. No, it's it's good to have the catalogue out, obviously. Um, we've known for a while that we'd be selling Winx's first fall at Easter, and it's great to have the catalogue out. And she'll go into the ring sometime after lunch on Monday, the 8th of April, and it'll be, uh, I mean, for the variety of different people involved it'll be a mixture of exciting nerve-wracking and a whole lot of a lot of things in between.
0: Sebastian happy new year mate lovely to speak to you I see the days have changed this year of the sale will that affect the buyers do you think?
1: Oh we're always trying to tweak things and find things or find ways of making things a little bit better we just we've had a feedback for a few years that you know people have liked there to be a an actual sale on the Sunday. Mm. We have a lot of people who attend the inspections on a Sunday, but there's no sale. Mm. Whereas we think by having the sale on a Sunday this year, it'll just allow a few extra people to get engaged with it than would normally happen on a Monday or a Tuesday. There's so always a... Oh, it, oh sorry. Be a, it, uh, no, it'll be, it, it should be a... That should be a really big day. I mean, we have big days at Classic on a Sunday and a big day in Melbourne for Premier on a Sunday and we're hoping uh, the first day of the Easter Yearly Sale on Sunday will be a... Would be a massive day yeah happy happy new year sebastian and every year there's always you know quite a a popular sort of yearling. Is there any that you 're expecting to gather a lot of interest? yeah I mean obviously the wings attracts all the attention, but we were we were conscious that we wanted to target a number of particular yearlings just because of their profile during the spring um, like i don 't really like singling them out, but there's a Snitzel half brother to militarize at Bema. He was, you know, he was a horse that we had in our eye line for, for a long time. Uh, he's a he's a cool horse by Champions City and Militarized obviously a fabulous racehorse. Very good two-year-old, very good three-year-old. Uh, there's a full brother to Sunlight by Zoo Star at Witten. They also have a wooden basset at Daisy Doom. He was a fabulous horse. You know, I, pretty much every farm we went to, there was a horse that would, I mean, for people who don't, so you go to sleep thinking about the ones you really like so every farm we went to there was one you fell asleep thinking about and fortunately the way it's played out they're all going to the Easter Yearling Sale on the 7th and 8th of April.
0: The Wooden Bassets have proven immensely popular in this country haven't they?
1: Yeah he's a he's a very very effective stallion in Europe he's a I suppose he's what we call a rags to riches story he started covering mares at a very small fee in France 4,000 euros had very few runners but he did extremely well with those and his profiles grown and grown. cool bought him, and I suppose we're very lucky in Australia that they bring horses like this to Australia. Uh, he had the sale topper, the Magic Millions, and you know, we have a number of yearlings by him going to Easter. And to be fair, the Classic and Premier that we think will take high rank in all those sales. It just and that's what's great fun about our game. You know, the landscape is always changing. New opportunities are always eventuating. New stallions, new mares, new trainers, new jockeys. It's it's a pretty exciting landscape the most of the
0: time. We're always looking for the next schnitzel, the next I'm invincible, and it's easier said than done. But is there a young stallion that you think we're really going to start to see the best of? I know uh, this stallion isn't necessarily young, but I've started to really fall in love with the Kermadex and what they're bringing to the table in terms of versatility Is seeing winners over sort of 1,200 and 2,400. And the top end as well as sort of the bottom end just picking up the provincial winds and, and those sort of metro Saturdays where maybe they don't grab the headlines. But is there one that jumps out to you?
1: Well, we're selling some Kermit yearlings over the next few months, Ben, so I'll be sure to give you a call when we find one that we really like. It sounds like you've got a bit of a soft spot for the stallion.
0: I do. <laughs> <But> Unfortunately, um... <laughs> I don't have the pay packet to support that soft spot. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, you're on the big sports breakfast now, so maybe that's all going to change.
0: Yeah, well, if we can knife <laughs> um, Jared full-time, I might be half <laughs> a chance.
1: <laughs> um, there, there's a there's a really cool group of young stallions in Australia at the moment. Trapeze Artists, The Autumn Sun, Justify, Harry Angel, Farnan, Bivouac, Oleg Kirk, uh, horses like that. I'd be very reluctant to try and specify which one of those will be you know, a champion stallion at some point in the future, but they all look like horses that are capable of, you know, some of them have first yearlings, some of them have first two and three year olds, but just there's going to be a really good stallion come out of that group. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a three year period where they're just a series of really fantastic racehorses. And, you know, I think if you'd said to somebody uh, 18 months ago, that too darn hot would be the Hot young stallion in Australia, they'd have been a bit surprised, but the way he's going both in Europe and down here, you know, he's potentially another top liner for the future. And look, we'll have to um, just keep our eyes peeled and see what emerges. Uh, I think the great thing about having so many alternatives for people is that you can find great value in the market and keeps people interested. It's not just about expensive yearlings, it's about trying to find value and good racehorses amongst them. If any of our listeners or a group of our listeners were interested, Sebastian, how do they go and, and browse and, and have a look to
0: see what's on sale?
1: So the details for each catalogue on the English website, english.com.au. Uh, you can just give the office a ring. We have offices in Sydney and Melbourne. Just give the office a ring. Look to speak to one of the bloodstock consultants. Uh, I'd always encourage people if they were interested in getting involved. Most people have a favourite trainer. We're very fortunate in this country where the trainers are extremely approachable whether it's at the races on a Wednesday or Saturday at their stables, you, you can just contact any of the trainers, any of the agents, and discuss what you'd like to do. It's, we have just this wonderfully engaging sport where people can really get, uh, get involved, get immersed in it, and meet a lot of fun people and experience a lot of you know, really special things. And I think If you haven't experienced it already, I think it's well worth starting at the races and then trying to meet some people that you like.
0: Uh, just before we let you go, Sebastian, just on the filly again, because she will be the, the main discussion point, the Winx filly. Uh, is it fair to say, you mentioned briefly, they'll just be relieved to get this horse to the sale and, and given what they've gone through. For our listeners who aren't aware, can you maybe just give us a, a little bit of a heads up about what they've endured so far? Because this isn't the first foal by Winks; it's just the first one to get to the sales.
1: Yeah, so unfortunately, her first fall, uh passed away, and I'm invincible cold. Um, you know, it's one of these things that happen. It doesn't matter. You know, there's a huge amount of expertise involved in the management of bloodstock and uh, Winks. Like, majority of thoroughbreds are subject to the highest standard of care, and, you know, it just it didn't work out in terms of the first fall it's very much a parallel with human life there are instances in the birthing process where things don't work out as you would like or expect and uh it's meant that she's had a more difficult start to her breeding career than than the average mare but she foaled a big strong healthy piero filly uh, as her second fall and that's the filly that'll appear at easter and it's it's exciting because you know she was a She's as good a race mare as you could possibly imagine. You know, just a, just extraordinary ability, this incredible will to win, like as Clarkie and Lozo see as elite athletes, that will to win is a crucial part in the success of, you know, those best sports people. And she ranks amongst the best sports person, but sporting athletes that Australia's ever produced. So to have a daughter of hers and a daughter of hers, it's very much made in her mold. She's very similar to her mother physically. It's really exciting for the ownership group and you know, hopefully she can present in the sale in good order and ultimately go on to be a good racehorse because that's what the ownership group want primarily. They want to see this filly go on and extend her mother's legacy and you know, I think that would be a great thing for everybody.
0: So April 7 and 8 at Inglis' Riverside Complex, which is absolutely brilliant out there, the 2024 Easter sale. We look forward to speaking to you ahead of it again, I'm sure. But thanks very much for coming on this morning and enjoy the day, Sebastian.
1: Thanks, gents. Really appreciate it. Have a good day.